Again, Wilkinson in the place. Johnny Wilkinson, he's got it! Ella, Shimpeda, Bajero! Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Partner with me, Jono. And me, Gaz. Uh, we're two friends who love debating all things sport and uh, we're back this week. This is our normal show, not the Down Under, which you may have heard earlier, uh, to talk about all things that, yeah, fairly pretty <laughs> sporty. Um, yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter uh, at Pinter2. Um, and yeah, if you want to send any thoughts or questions, please do. Uh, we'll probably have to start. We're a little later this week. Apologies, uh, trying to get our schedules together. It didn't go too well post bank holiday, but we're here now. It's a bit like and, when uh, you um, when you have to put the bins out a day later, isn't it, on the bank holiday? <laughs> it's very similar, guys. Very similar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're probably going even a couple of days later still. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll go back to the weekend and uh, our uh, our two Premiership clubs, your, your actual club and my fake club, played. Um, they did. Yeah, Liverpool. Uh, yeah, fairly convincing over. Yeah, fairly convincing over Arsenal, but. Um, but digging out some chances as well. Three uh, one for Liverpool. Uh, would you would you say signs of worry for both clubs, Gareth, or how did how did you assess the game? Uh, well, we we said beforehand that we thought it was going to be fairly open and there was going to be quite a lot of goals scored. Uh, and yeah, I think that probably bore true. It wasn't the the boldest predictions uh, ever made, but um, but yeah, that was uh, that was certainly the case. But signs of worry. What from a Liverpool point of view? Um, <laughs> You did give up a few chances, didn't you? You think if uh, if Pepe and Aubameyang could finish first half, you might it may have been a different sort of game. I suppose is what I'm getting. You're, you talked quite a bit last week about how you mean they weren't any pressure defence, and I think if Arsenal perhaps finished better, you you could have conceded a few more. Yeah, potentially. Um, I, I think we're probably glossing over the Liverpool uh, chance they had as well with uh, with Mane um, in the first half. Uh, if you want to go for kill <laughs> ten chances, I think the Aubameyang one was. I, I did he did he take it wrong? I thought he thought he took the you know, if he'd taken it down he might have had an easier chance. I know he was trying to move quickly, but uh Yeah. Yeah, could he bring it on his chest was was an interesting option. Um I, I think he probably I, well, he's a he's a very good player, isn't he? And I think he probably did what he what he could. Um he, he had to try and get it up and over, didn't he? And um do it quickly before he was closed down, so yeah, but yeah, going, going to your point, sorry, without like, picking out that uh, individual chance, but going to your point, um, yeah, Liverpool did give away a couple of uh, chances and it had Arsenal scored then. But to be honest, I, I thought Liverpool were, were very good in the, um, the the 20 minutes after half-time. Uh, and I kind of fancy, we've seen it over recent seasons anyway, but I kind of fancy, even if we'd given you a two-goal start, say, um, I fancied us to, to pull that back by the end of the game. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be. I'd yeah, certainly be worried about your attack, and which was uh, scintillating at times. And yeah, definitely start the second half. It was um, the Arsenal running around looking a bit clueless. But 
If you were a Liverpool pessimist, perhaps you'd say it's quite a fairly new uh, new look Arsenal defence that's sort of getting it together, and so you should be should be doing quite well against them. Um, and yeah, I suppose I'm more, more thinking from the point of yeah, putting on from last week, your your defence that was kind of the bedrock of your success last season. It's, the game didn't look mm. didn't look great. I thought for Pepe. Uh, I mean, yeah, cause saw cause problems. Yeah, I mean that that long diagonal ball seemed to find a bit of joy, and um, even with Van Dijk sending off, you know Pepe seems to be able to get in behind a bit. Uh, it did, but do you think it also showed our recovery as well? We gave away the chances, but we probably apart from the Bamyang one, we um, we. I, mean, I suppose, yeah, maybe. I suppose Pepe, Pepe was, Pepe one was on as well, wasn't straight it? one on one. Yeah, but there was another there was another one where Pepe went through after a mistake from Henderson, uh, and I think it was. Oh, was that was that the same one? Yeah, that was the same one, wasn't it? And then he, Henderson got the rebound. Yeah, okay, it was a you know, short shot from um, what do you call it? Pepe. Uh, yeah, all effort after doing all the hard work. Mm. Yeah, d- d- yeah, it is what we what we said last week about there being some some worrying signs. But um, you know, we, we play Arsenal are a decent side. Uh, they're going to finish top six, possibly off, off the first three games. You'd argue there. The side perhaps most likely to finish uh, top four, other than City and Liverpool. Um, yeah, they're a, they're a good side. They're gonna they're gonna have chances against us. Um, that's the way we play. Uh, why you gave our fullbacks license to roam? I don't know. Um, uh, just uh, I suppose the counter argument. I think they did a bit of match today, didn't they? But the counter argument is that what what does work against Liverpool, <laughs> and uh, didn't help when the manager. Before uh, last week, before the game, was saying um, we don't like playing Liverpool. We'd rather not play them. Uh, it didn't say Liverpool and City, but but, uh, but yeah, to give give the both fullbacks who've got the most assists last season uh, free roam in that first half, I thought was was an interesting um, tactic. Yeah, I think he was hoping to catch you on the counter, and he, yeah, maybe the finish chance it would have worked. But yeah, it's still um, yeah, in terms of Arsenal's perspective, the the defence and. Organisation in that regard is still the worry. Um, yeah, Louise obviously uh, a couple of mistakes that didn't look great, and uh, yeah, I think he'll he'll have better games. It's not the easiest place to. Well, I think it was his second game, was it starting? Uh, not mm. the easiest place to, to go against. And yeah, I think for the price they paid, it'll be good. He'll he'll be worth the worth the money, and I think he'll have better games than that. But yeah, it didn't look great. And then, <laughs> he won't have any worse games than that. <laughs> no, that, that's that's fair. Uh, but yeah, the the midfield in front as well didn't. Particularly, uh, that didn't work too well. I thought got a bit out hustled by Liverpool, a bit outworked. Um, yeah, uh, Torreira came on and, and added some life, and it doesn't spin off why he hasn't really started this this mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah, I think he's probably still very much working out what what his best side is, which you know is fine, I suppose, at this stage of the season. But um, yeah, from an Arsenal perspective, you probably want to see him sooner rather than later. Try the the Lacazette Aubameyang Pepe thing up front and then hopefully work a system behind that can yeah can cope with that you know Sabayos was brilliant against Burnley was anonymous against Liverpool um, yeah. that game he's, he's you know two a couple of games into his, his England career so he'll come better but yeah overall if, if, you know uh, Liverpool your defence point I think still it will still be interesting to monitor but yeah, if, if Arsenal aren't going to do it against you not many sides will Mm. And uh, I, I think Arsenal got a lot of positives and more positives than um, worries to take out the game. You knew Louise was a liability anyway at, at times. I think he will be a, over the season. He'll prove a, a good buy, but he, he's going to be a liability at times. Um, and perhaps your, uh, your Pepe looked a little bit one-footed, um, 
but other than that, came to our, uh, came to Liverpool, caused us problems at times, um, and yeah, you won't play, you'll play City who are better, and other than that, you probably won't come to many, many away games that'll um, that'll be harder than that. So yeah, that's that's that game out of the way, and like I say, I think Arsenal probably look, yeah, as I said before, look look the better of the of the other top teams. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they evolve, but I think, um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the, the last two seasons at Anfield where they fought four nil and five one proper mm. roll over demolition job. So that's an improvement. Um, I still go on then, Gareth. I, go on. I, I was just saying, I still find it odd that um, you don't play Lacazette though. Um, I think he's dropped he's dropped Lacazette other times or in like big games, and I think you just he's one of your best players. So. Playing. Yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah, no, no disagreement. I suppose it's the um, the thought of playing the two out and out strikers that, but they love playing together and they're two of your better players. And if that's where your strength is, then find a way to system to get them in. Um, uh, well, I wonder if it, arguably when they when they play together, they Arsenal won that part of the game. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, no disagreement. I'll start. I'm seeing get Pepe in. Uh, Ozil's back this weekend. Did you try and get all four of them in? Maybe the Ozil can finally come alive. It's feeding them free. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, or do you? Uh, yeah, how's he? Yeah, does he sit Sabayas behind the three of them and then have two screeners beyond that? The you know Gunduzi and Torreira, hopefully not Xhaka. <laughs> uh, the, the, the yeah, the young lad Willock looks all right as well. But uh, I suppose talking about all this, Gareth, we can segue set ourselves into. Probably the big game of the weekend. Uh, will Arsenal rebound in the North London derby at home to Spurs? Uh, yes, I think they will. Uh, I think um, that's it. I think Arsenal. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about Spurs, uh, the, of the, uh, the of the interesting results of the weekend, um, Newcastle winning away at uh, Spurs was probably a bit of a coupon buster, wasn't it? It's, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a shock. Um, and probably, probably yeah, surprise of the weekend, wasn't it? And yeah, fair play to Newcastle mm-hmm. uh, after yeah, all the bad criticism Bruce has taken. Uh, you must have absolutely loved that. Mm, yeah, definitely. Maybe you can take a warm up. Um, but yeah, I think I think Arsenal have got a lot of um, tools to unlock a, a shaky Spurs defence at the minute. And there's, there's a lot of rifts in the in the Spurs camp, isn't there? You don't know what's happened with Ericsson. The Tongan seems to be. Well, loved and, and hated at the same time. Doesn't play, wasn't even in the uh, in the squad, was he, at the start of the season? And um, yeah, there's, I think there's a talk that uh, Walker Peters is going to be injured. Um, I think Spurs are, are there for the for the taking for Arsenal. Yeah, weird old start to the season. Spurs, you thought they finally spent a bit of money and they might crack on and you know develop and yeah, it really hasn't happened, does it? Um, yeah, pretty average so far. Opening day, they were, um, they were, yeah, they were pretty poor against Villa for a long while, weren't they? And then changed it around. But yeah, now losing to Newcastle as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just, just not what we expected really. Um, so yeah, I think, I think at home Arsenal. Uh, that was probably their performance of the season last year against Spurs at home. Mm-hmm. Um, comfortable win, probably, probably the only good game Ozil had all season. Um, <laughs> and I think it was two 0 so yeah, I'll back Arsenal. Uh, two one win, I'd say. I don't, don't think they'll smash them, but yeah, uh, I think they're going to win two one. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go one nil. One nil back in Arsenal clean sheet. Not something you see every day. So <laughs> yeah, we're there. Be nice. If you have a uh, games of the weekend, as it's coming to you a bit later, probably put this more towards a preview podcast. Uh, I suppose two of the teams that were 
sort of on the on the cusp of breaking into the the top six. You just said at the start of the season, Everton and Wolves. Mm. Uh, they're the earlier game on Sunday. Uh, it's at it's at Goodison Park. Um, did you see this with uh, I suppose with we saying like the likes of Spurs and, and perhaps United uh, after their loss, uh, and then Chelsea with an indifferent start as well. Did you think these two are still capable of breaking into the top six? Is this, is this game an early battle in the uh, race for that? Yeah. It is. Um, I think you've got to throw Leicester in that in that little um, group as well. I think they've uh, they've started the season season well, um, and probably Everton. I mean, they should, shouldn't be losing to to Villa, should they? Um, and Wolves seem to be. It's the old uh, playing on the Europa League, playing on a Thursday and a Sunday, and it seems to be the curse that you don't don't particularly play well on the uh, the games after. So they they play Torino tonight, uh, albeit at home. But Everton have got a chance to. Uh, so yes, steal a march on, on Wolves, um, but Wolves have spent quite a bit of money, haven't they? And they've um, oh well, I suppose not this year, more last year. Um, they have got a good side, but uh, but yeah, so have Everton. Yeah, I mean Wolves haven't lost yet, haven't they? Uh, have they? But they haven't won either. Um, three draws, so they're kind of in yeah in need of a win to get things going really. And Everton one uh, one one of each result. So uh, yeah. I'll, I think this will be one that neither side particularly wants to lose. So I'll, I'll back Wolves for another two years. Yeah, so Nick a draw away at Everton and one all. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely going for an Everton win. Uh, I think it'll just be too much of a hangover from uh, for Wolves. Um, and it's very odd me me backing uh, the Blue Boys to actually win. But um, but yeah, I think they will. I think I'll go for a uh, quite a convincing two 0 You know they got a good win against Lincoln yesterday, didn't they? So what's to say you're not backing the uh, Carabao Cap hangover or whatever it's called now. <laughs> Uh, it was interesting that they went one nil down after like ten seconds or whatever it was, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I saw. Um, sorry, I'm taking the mic out of Everton again. I know, but I saw uh, Ricardson uh, celebration. Did the like the Messi thing? Uh, pulled his shirt off and like held it up for everyone. And I thought that's brilliant. He's scoring the fourth goal in a four-two win away at Lincoln on a Wednesday night. <laughs> you uh, you celebrate that goal with gusto, pal. He was very excited. I saw that, but you know, I suppose. Uh, but, but... Cut competition had gone forward, so yeah, if he wants to celebrate, good luck to him. And yeah, <laughs> I guess he'll pay his yellow yellow card fine. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll go on. I'll, yeah, I'll go back to the walls to nick a point there. Uh, I suppose yeah, the other one that looks interesting the, the opening game of the weekend. Uh, United it not been a bad start, but then it all went tits up. They got the equaliser, didn't they, against uh, Palace in the uh, you know minute, and they managed to concede. Is it a ninety fourth minute goal? Yeah, something like that. Um, and yeah, they've had to lose two one, uh, and now they've got to go away to to uh, the Saints, to St Mary's, who uh, got their season going with a two 0 win over Brighton. Uh, can United steady the ship, or do you think uh, Saints will, will carry on their uh, uneven start? It was perfect weekend for Liverpool fan, really, wasn't it? The uh, the Blue Boys and uh, and United both losing, uh, Liverpool winning. Um, yeah, I d- didn't see uh, didn't see United losing to to Palace either. Thought that was. Again, that was a bit like the Spurs game. I thought it was a bit of a nailed-on three points for the uh, for the home team. But nice to see Palace uh, upsetting the odds there. Good old, good old Roy the boy. Uh, always, always like Roy Hodgson. I've always said it. Um, you were lovely to him. He had no Liverpool <laughs> fans in there. Kind words to a Roy Hodgson. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I think again, I only saw bits on match of the day. But what I've heard about it since uh, United actually played quite well um, for most of the game. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't exactly a laying a siege to Palace goal, but certainly um, certainly had chances, and there was a whole the penalty debacles, and whether they should have had a couple more penalties probably, and um, 
Yeah, I, th- I think United have, have started brightly and there's definitely signs of um, good signs for United there. Um, Shaw sure and uh, Martial out this weekend now, aren't they? Well, is Martial out? Well, Martial's going yeah, to be a blow. Um, yeah, he started off well, hasn't he? Mm, uh, I think James James took his goal nicely on on, uh, on Saturday, though. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'll go for a draw, then. I'll go for a draw. I don't think... Yeah, it's, it's, it is a tough place to go with Saints. Um, United perhaps a bit low in confidence. Yeah, go on. I'll go for a draw. Yeah, I was fancy a draw, but that seems a bit boring now. So I'll go on. I'll bet United to sneak a two-one. Um, yeah, two-one United. What What was our from last week's predictions? I think you you beat me convincingly, didn't you? I think. Uh, I think we both had three one, didn't we? And asked, no, did I go? No, I went two one in the end, didn't I? Because you had three one in Liverpool. Oh, the Liverpool game, yeah. But then you had Chelsea to beat Norwich. Uh, I think I said for a, a draw in that one, or maybe I might even got a Norwich win. <laughs> um, and then I think you had the. Oh, no, you said Everton to win, didn't you? And I said Villa, Villa draw. Yeah, uh, so all square there, all, all square because uh, Villa won, didn't they? Yeah, so I didn't get that one. <laughs> so you got the. Uh, you got two of the results. Oh no, yeah, sorry, you had, you, had, you had the result, yeah. Diffic- yeah you didn't diff- get anything difficult good. maths, so... Um, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. But yeah, we might try and do that as a, a tally going forward. Try and uh, chalk up uh, who gets the most wins over the season and test our uh, ability to predict games. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, not sure the, the, the great pundits of the game will worry too much about where we come, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be remiss of us not to uh, mention the Ashes, but uh, if you want a real detailed... Uh, Breakdown of that, me and uh, Kale uh, did another two pint of down under this morning, um, discussing yeah the Ashes in great detail. Uh, did not know if you want to say anything? Did you uh, did you catch the Stokes magic on Sunday, Gareth? Yeah, oh, very, very impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny, and it? it's one of those this year we've had a couple of sporting events where you tend to, well I don't know most people tend to have watched it over and over and over again afterwards, uh, and both two of them have been cricket so far. It's, you know the uh, the World Cup final. Uh, and the uh, the Ashes game on uh, on well, the Ashes finale on Sunday, um, I think I've just seen it coming up on Twitter feeds and on TV stations everywhere. And it's uh, yeah, it's very impressive. I did see something today that the um, for the Oval for the uh, day five of the Ashes, the final Ashes Test, um, sold four thousand tickets yesterday, and apparently forty nine uh, fifty nine of the purchases were new to international cricket. So uh, the uh, the Ben Stokes effect is. Uh, is well and truly uh, driving cricket. Uh, well, yeah, driving cricket home at the moment. Yeah, if you feel a, 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 like a, a micro level of that, uh, I've got a text from the uh, the fiance's mother uh, talking about the cricket on uh, Sunday, which was. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've ever heard her mention cricket before, but she said God was found the game really exciting and thought, thought cricket was really good, really good after watching that. So yeah. Um, yeah, cricket really has taken centre stage a bit this summer, hasn't it? With the World Cup and now a, a very exciting Ashes, um, if if a comic England at times. Um, yeah, so uh, in 2005, I remember being being huge for the Ashes, and they didn't really the game of cricket didn't particularly capitalise on it. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how cricket does, but um, yeah, certainly in the spotlight, and it'd be interesting to see if they can do something with all the new fans really and, and push the game on and yeah, expand it to different audiences and and get more players in really because. Um, they won't have a better chance in this summer, will they? Well, no, but it, but only if England win the Ashes. I think if England want to lose the Ashes, it will be go down as a as a good afternoon. But you know what what was what was the point really? 
Yeah, perhaps. I still think you're, you're going to get more interest in, and it is something that now, that, I suppose, something that a game that is, is not the easiest to play, is it? It's not like you can just put two jumpers down and play cricket. Um, you need a bat build that's weirdly, oddly shaped. But I wonder if it's one that just kids in schools, for example, will be a bit more interested in playing. It might be a bit easier to get that going. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. An Ashes win would, would definitely help that. And to, to, yeah, perhaps, to, uh, tell you what would appeal, though, is, uh, is all the tea breaks and the, um, the, the stops for lunch and all that kind of stuff. Oh, massively! Apparently, the the Lord's uh, the Lord's lunch is up there with the very best you'll find. So uh, yeah, if, if you get yourself to that level, uh, yeah, get yourself a Lord's lunch. It's, it's world famous. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll perhaps touch and see where it's at next week. Uh, but yeah, I'll put it back with Kale as well on that. Yeah, that was uh, again. I'm bigging you up again, but that was a, that was a really good chat you had with Kale, and he was uh, surprisingly, well, not maybe not surprising because he's been quite uh, gracious in defeat uh, a couple of times, hasn't he? But he was, yeah, he was, he was very um, very positive about England uh, England's performance, and he called it one of the uh, the best uh, performances with the bat ever, didn't he? He did. Uh, they're, they're weird Australians. They're awful, awful winners as a rule, but ter- they're not bad losers. They can, they can take a loss on the chin. If they win, they're horrible to listen to. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's taken it on the chin and fronted up and, and come straight on the pod. So fair play. And yeah, was was very complimentary about Stokes. And speaking of great England wins, Gareth, we'll segue ourselves again. Did you uh, nice. see the, the mighty the mighty England uh, rugby union side smash Ireland all over Twickenham? Uh, so I suppose uh, pre-season friendlies are, are back to being really important games and show you a really good indicator of, uh, of where you at, is it? Oh, completely. I was going to say, come on to, uh, I assume, England after their 57-15 win. An absolute annihilation. Uh, England to win the World Cup again. <laughs> can, can, can you see it going anywhere else, Gareth? Uh, yes, Jello. I can see it going plenty of places other than uh, England. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fair play. I didn't didn't see you, well, didn't see you getting a, that. Well, didn't see you beating Ireland by um, your record result record win. Yeah, record um, against Ireland, I think. And Ireland had a you know a strong side out as well. It wasn't just a kind of like the whipping boys, was it? Um, so yeah, that, that's the, that's quite strange. Maybe England were a bit more. A uh, bit more advanced in their preparations um, going into the World Cup. Uh, having England peaked too early, Jano? <laughs> never, never. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, they was their first game, whereas we'd had a, a couple of you know big tests against you boys, hadn't we? Mm. Uh, you know, back to back weeks. So I think we were definitely um, yeah sizzling on the barbie as they were undercooked for one of a dodgy analogy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they they. I mean, we we were very good and. Um, uh, yeah, at the same time, they were very, very poor. They were just awful. Um, their their line out wasn't functioning. Their their ten looked like a fish out of water. But to be fair to them, their pack was getting smashed. Uh, left, yeah, getting smashed sideways, and they just they they couldn't really get any front football. So, and then experienced ten being put in that situation with the likes of you know Manu and Billy running down his channel. Um, he was never gonna yeah. survive. So yeah, I think he was thrown to the walls a bit there. Um, and yeah, they could come to the basics. And yeah, we we did all that with our, our scrum. The only sort of disappointment really was Ben Young's was awful. Um, if he'd been a bit better, we could have scored more points, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, same same as we've said before. When when we're on the front foot, we can go over the game line. We're uh, pretty. I, I don't know. Irresistible is not maybe not quite the word because it's a smash and power game. Um, but yeah, we're very very hard to stop. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll face better defences than that. We'll do a better job. Great to see Manu back to. Uh, but yeah, best he's played for years, I think, in the English show. Perhaps since that great New Zealand game, he was uh, yeah, he was just <laughs> nine eight in Ireland, and he got man of the match. Um, but mm. uh, yeah, lots of Billy was good again. The uh, the Kamikaze boys, as, as uh, Jones called, Curry and Underhill were, were out there just 
smashing people. Um, even Elliot Daly attack was scintillating, and yeah, the Ford and Farrell combination was back and looking good. So it'd be interesting to see what what Jones fancies with with Henry Slade um, struggling to get much game time with an injury. So is um, that is that all your warm up games done now? No, we got well, we're not on this weekend. Then we got one against Italy before going out to Japan. Right, so okay. yeah, one against Italy. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see who he picks for that. He's given uh, he's given quite a few players a chance. But yeah, son, they played. Consistently, Billy's played. I think 80 million in all three games. I'd quite happily see him wrapped in cotton wool before the World Cup. Now, mm. um, as Jones said, I think at the start of the World Cup, we've got to cut two games in four or five days. So he's going to be using the squad. And yeah, when you've got the depth we have, we should we should be using that really. Um, as, yeah, using that as much as we can and taking advantage of it because yeah, not every side has that. So mm. if you've got if you've got it flaunt it, I guess. Uh, so yeah, it was very impressive. Um, Ireland against you. This weekend, I've seen neither sides put out the strongest set of players, really, have they? You've, you've kind of dropped a lot of your boys. Well, I think we had one eye on what you did to, uh, to Ireland's uh, <laughs> strong team and thought, right, well, there's no point risking the uh, the big boys. Um, no, I'm quite glad that we've uh, we put out a weekend side. I think that was it was needed. And then maybe we play Ireland again uh, after this week, so in a couple of weeks' time. Is that back in Ireland, is it? Yeah, so that'll be maybe... A Bit more the uh, the first team boys will be back for that one, um, but yeah, if you want to talk about your your, your Barbie um, analogies, hopefully you're uh, you're you're well burnt now by the time we get to the World Cup. And uh, nah, no, well, uh, well, we'll see. So, so yeah, I think the sides have got to do this and they've got to get themselves in in the group stage and get going with it all, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean it's not a bad Ireland side this weekend. They've got some of the pack doesn't look too bad, and they've, yeah, the, they've got Ryan and Henson in the second row, and then. Tyburn, Omani and Jack Cohen in the back row, so they're not Muppets, um, and yeah, they'll be, you'd think be smiling against you, but at your place, um, it's hard to see, hard to see beyond the Wales win, really, I think. Mm. Well, we, yeah, we, we've we've got um, a couple of couple of players who, you know, I'd like to see, I suppose they're all fighting for the position, aren't they, but um, our back row, Shingman, Navidi and, uh, and Davis, and he's made Navidi captain, which is interesting. Um and then yeah, 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 yeah. Moss is back. Um, got Jared Evans playing ten. Uh, Owen Watkin in the middle. Um, so yeah, there's there's some there's some players who are you know, first first teamers or thereabouts. Um, but then a lot of it is uh, is given given kind of you boys uh, you boys a chance. Uh, so yeah, in Samson Lee's back. Quite a lot of hope around Jared Evans, isn't there? That he's, he's got a bit of magic about him, and that he could turn into something. Perhaps this World Cup will come a bit soon. But there, there's there's quite a lot of optimistic feeling around him, is there not? Yeah, there is. Like almost every number ten that comes along, there's optimistic feeling for the first uh, <laughs> first couple of but months. Thanks for Bennett or Barry John. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Reese Priestley for a while, and uh, well, going back here, like Hook, and uh, yeah, there's always there's always uh, <laughs> some. Optimism about the uh, the number ten, uh, and unfortunately, it never builds to uh, to being a uh, one of the old boys like um, yeah, like Barry John or so. So yeah, it usually usually goes quite quickly. But but yeah, no, there is there is. I shouldn't do a disservice. Um, yeah, so it's it, sound like you're uh, seeing the next Arwell Thomas in, uh, in Jared <laughs> yeah. Evans. Yeah, like. <laughs> uh, no, he, well, he did follow a great, didn't he? Followed Neil Neil Jenkins. Um, some fairly niche references for uh, the podcast listeners there. If you, if you pick up the old Thomas <laughs> one, uh, impressive effort. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, it sounds like we agreed that the England are World Cup favourites and should should win it at a canter. Um, yeah, good news. <laughs> 
Um, speaking of winning Atacantus, who's just going to keep on with the, uh, the attempts at segways this week, uh, we've got probably the world's best boxer, and then some would talk about him as being up near the greatest ever. Uh, Vasil Lomachenko is coming to the UK uh, mm. this weekend. Um, fighting cool hand Luke, Luke Campbell, the uh, gold medalist, the gold medal hero of 2012, who, who's had a, a very decent um, uh, professional career so far. Lost a couple of times, but eventually one of them, and the other one was against uh, Jorge Linares, who probably at the time was one of the world's best. But that Jorge Linares was, was beaten by uh, Vasil Lomachenko, and yeah, is it, is it uh, yeah, any chance of uh, you could see if Luke uh, causing the upset this weekend? Um. I'd, I'd love him to. I think I think it'd be great. I, I know you're going, aren't you, to the uh, to the fight? Yeah, obviously O2. Uh, it's, it's a great venue box O2. It's about fifteen, seventeen thousand something like that, and it's quite well uh, packed in. So you get you get a real good atmosphere in there. Uh, it's not as I suppose big, and you don't lose a sound like you do in the summer stadium kind of stuff. So yeah, mm. uh, really looking forward to it. And but I suppose it is. Yeah, as much going to see the, the chance to see Lomachenko really as it is to think about Luke Campbell. Yeah, lots lot of people saying you know Lomachenko is going to go down as one of the greats, and you know, would you would you want him to lose to Luke Campbell just because otherwise it, it kind of spoils that legacy? Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 the more I've like listened to uh, other people's opinions and, and read bits about it, I think uh, kind of think, oh, maybe maybe he has got a fighter's chance, but. It, the difficulty is it's going to be a very technical affair, isn't it? And it, the puncher's chance of, uh, of coming in swinging with a uh, with a kind of a shot from nowhere is, is probably probably unli- very unlikely. Uh, Luke Campbell himself is very confident. He talks about how his um, his dad told him uh, he was going to be Olympic champion, and that happened. And then his dad told him when he was Olympic champion he was going to be world champion. He thinks uh, you know this is kind of like written in the stars, really. And, um, yeah, it, it, it speaks very well, um, Luke Campbell. I thought, um, yeah. Uh, and to be fair, I think Lomachenko probably spoke quite well as well. Uh, although he's he's a he's a quite a character, isn't he, Lomachenko? I've seen some of his uh, yeah, he's good fun. His, his, some of his training videos where he's going fishing and um, in a kayak and <laughs> he does, he's really good with a tennis ball, doing volleys with a tennis ball. But, uh, yeah, his um, his hand eye and foot eye coordination. Coordination of things that are both phenomenal, and he does yeah all sorts of weird training regimes. He's he's well worth a YouTube if you want to see some weird stuff he does. And the story goes that he um, he started he had to do ballet to <laughs> boxing, didn't he? His dad told him, um, and uh, apparently well, that's not what, entirely what? true. Is it? So so I've heard since, but yeah, it was all part of his. Um, but it wasn't ballet, was it? It was uh, some Ukrainian dancing. Um, some Ukrainian, yeah. Did he, and he apparently he was meant to do it at the same time, wasn't he? As as, as his. Uh, as his training wasn't necessarily one or the other. Yeah, he says that he never stopped boxing, and um, that makes sense when you watch him fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I suppose if you're going to make an argument, it start, probably starts with size. Uh, you know, Lomachenko I think is in his third weight division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Campbell, he's probably big for the for the lightweight, and, and he, yeah, he's got a couple of inches uh, higher, and he, he's got a few inches reach advantages on Lomachenko. So maybe you'd say the size, and you know, Lomachenko has come up a bit. Can he? He's not. He's not a big boy, Lomachenko by any stretch. Can, can he keep? Um, Fighting bigger men, but it's not appeared a, a great problem so far. He, um, yeah, he, um, he, he dusted up Anthony Crawler last time, didn't he? he mm. was, um, yeah, Anthony Crawler, who is a world class fighter, uh, he made him look like a little boy. To be fair, and then that's yeah, that's not to insult Crawler any which way. He just um, he just yeah, Lomachenko, his thing really is footwork, isn't it? He just put he makes you think he's in front of you, and then he just he's, he's somewhere else and hitting you, and it, it just you just hard to see how he does it. But he's all constantly pirouetting in and out of range. Mm. And, and pe- peppering people with shots. Um, 
Yeah, like you say, I suppose Campbell's uh, strengths are, are boxing ability, and it is, he's a very good, good technical fighter himself, but he's coming up against someone who, who's even better, so it's um, it's hard to see a wave, Luke, and yeah, um, but if, yeah, if he does cause a shock, I'll be very excited to be there, and um, yeah, it will be quite something, I'm sure they'll be straight back on the... Uh, yeah, straight back on the rematch clause, but I think Lomachenko probably. I don't think he'll knock him out. I think he probably does in one point. Mm. Yeah, that, well, that, that's that's where the smart money is, isn't it? But it'd be it'd be uh, it would be something if uh, if Luke Campbell can win. Um, it would, know. Yeah, I mean Lomachenko, he's, he's not a particularly hard hitter, but he's kind of grounded a lot of fighters into submission just with um, with volume, really, and just making them frustrated. And yeah, a few different fighters have quit on the stall when he was calling himself. No Maschenko for a while. Mm. Um, harkening back to the Roberto de, Duran saying no mass no more in his fight against Sugar Ray Leonard many moons ago. So yeah, just saying the mm. people quit against him basically. And he, he would be a, a nightmare to fight. Um Yeah, you say that the noise has come out of Campbell. I don't think I don't think he, he thinks he can't win this. Um, I don't think Shane McGuigan hasn't got a plan for him. Uh, and yeah, there's talk of when Lomachenko sometimes comes out, he stands on a bit square, so there might be a chance to hit him like Linares did when he put him down mm. in their fight, but but yeah, Lomachenko's never looked particularly battered or hurt in the fight when he's been hit. So, um, yeah, I hope uh, Campbell can prove me wrong and shock the world. It, it probably would be up there with any of the best British uh, t- yeah, shocks from probably from Lloyd Hunnigan going to beat Don Curry and, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to see, really. Mm. Yeah, um, uh, just going to mention uh, Anthony Yard. Uh, yeah, Anthony Yard. good fight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was... Um, it was an odd fight, wasn't it? We, we, we watch it and text each other at the same time. But yeah, it's just um, it's just, yeah, don't really know how to describe it. Other than Yard seemed to just look fitter and take a lot of punishment, and um, yeah, he seemed to going into well all the early rounds, he, he seemed to get battered in really. Perhaps won one or two of the early rounds, but not yeah, certainly not many. And then suddenly in the eighth round, he just. For about a minute, the last minute of the round, he just came alive, didn't he? And he was kind of gone back to like shouting at the TV, going, Go on, go on! And yeah, thought, thought he had him yeah, on the no, ropes. He was, was, was battering him, and I think uh, the, the corner man, Buddy McGirt, said in between, If you don't you take more shots of that, I'll pull you out. Like, so yeah, Kovalev was, didn't go down, but he was on the edge of, of being knocked over. And mm. yeah, I think, we both, I think we both thought the yard was, was going to come out and finish him the next round, but I, I think that was kind of yards shooting his load, really. And he was just. Uh, yeah, but he pulled it all into the eighth round. Couldn't, you know, probably needed one more punch to knock over Kovalev and couldn't quite find it. And, mm. um, but he, yeah, looked, he still looked even. So even after after the eighth and ninth round, even in the ninth round, even though he was he was taking punishment again, he still looked fresh and fit, and he kept like walking, like almost trying to walk down um, Kovalev and kept pounding his chest and to say, you know, I'm still here, I'm still, here, I'm, still I'm still fit. And I was saying to you, I thought I wanted whether that was a tactic or to try and get. Kovalev to come and just come out swinging and tire himself out almost, but um, but then tenth, eleventh, it was just uh, yeah, Yard was just gone, wasn't he? I don't think he threw a punch. <laughs> um, no, and, and the, the 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 knockdown, knockout, it wasn't a knockout punch, so he just knocked it out and finished it. But it was it was a jab, it was just yeah. a stiff jab, and that that was the um, that was a punch to one Kovalev fight. He couldn't really, he, you know, he couldn't really miss it all night. His left jab um, kept peppering Yard and. I think at the end of the day, Kovalev isn't as good as what he was, but he's still a very, very good fighter. With you know, with a record that compares to, to most anyone's at a lot heavyweight, and um, 
he showed that he's still got something left in the tank. And a yard, nothing to be ashamed of at all. It was a huge jumping class for him. He'd been in no, no one like a level of Kovalev before. And to say he went there in his backyard and, and nearly stopped him if, if he got outboxed is, is not the end of the world. He, he can go back to the drawing board. There's plenty of good fights in the UK for him. He could fight Callum Johnson. He could fight Joshua Boazzi, who's fighting on the card this weekend. Mm. Um, he, he had a go. Um, I, yeah, I'd be interested to see how the Tunde Ajayi System 9 thing works out <laughs> for me. But yeah, nothing... Nothing for even to be embarrassed about. They had a real good go and, and basically come up against someone better and there's no shame in that. Uh, no. And on another night he might have just got that last punch, got in, and he'll yeah, I hope he'll learn from that and yeah, Yard should yeah, I was in uh, uh, yeah, grew a lot of admiration I think for Yard really. I thought he was a, a fighter of essential before and now I think he's he's got a lot about him and he, he should go on to better things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um so yeah, hopefully he will. Uh it's him for there. Uh, anything else before we head off, Gareth? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's just um, yes. Yeah, is this the last get, round of fixtures before the uh, international break? Um, yeah, the the fun international break. Um, yeah, uh, we perhaps catch us on the Vuelta uh, de España next week. It's, it's only early days in the tour, isn't it? But uh, we'll, we'll see what that's up to and how that's moving and shaking. Is it? It seems to be a bit of a crazy race where we're having different stages at the different times and no sort of semblance to it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, perhaps we'll catch up about next week. But uh, yeah. Uh, thanks all for listening. Uh, you say you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pinter2. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll speak to you next week. Brilliant. Cheers. Cheers. Oh.